Welcome to Discover Your Destiny with Pastor Dima Barishnikov. We hope that you'll be blessed, encouraged, and inspired as Pastor Dima shares biblical insights for our daily life. Welcome to Discover Your Destiny, where we believe that your life is not an accident, but you have a destiny. And we talk about how to reach your full God-given potential in your life. We want to help you to live a life that you were meant to live and not the life you were forced into. But in order to do that, we need to learn how to handle everything life throws at us sometimes. And trust me, it will, without being overwhelmed, disillusioned, or stressed out to a point that we become totally ineffective. And maybe some of you feel that way today. But maybe as a result of today's discussion, we find how to handle our life in the right way. One thing you can count on, that life will throw things at you. Can you handle, can you handle it in the right way and still remain focused on your purpose? That's a good question. And everybody needs to answer this question. And tr- trust me, life itself will make you answer this question. And no one is an exemption. Even Jesus was not an exemption. And we will talk about it today. What are the the essentials as we pursue our dream and go after our purpose? I'm reminded about the story in Mark chapter 1, the gospel according to Mark chapter 1, when it talks about that before daybreak, Jesus went to a solitary place to pray. And when disciples woke up, they, they went and looked for him. They couldn't find him. When they searched for him and finally they found him, they said, everybody is looking for you. And he said to them, well, now let's go to other cities because I must preach there also for this purpose I have come forth. And he just went from city to city preaching the gospel. So as I read the gospel, I am, I, I kind of faced, I'm faced with, with one question here. How could Jesus handle all this tight schedule and people's demand and betrayal and everything that was thrown at him on a daily basis? How can he find, how could he find time to love and still care and teach and preach and do what the Father has sent sent him to do? Was that because he was the son of God and it was easy for him? And he was never stressed out, never tired, overwhelmed, upset, or weary. Maybe it was easy for him, but I don't think this is the case. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact that's not the case. How do you handle pressures in life? Everyone deals with stress, right? But not everyone manages stress in a healthy way. It is easy to become overwhelmed. It doesn't matter how strong you are, how anointed you are, how experienced you are. There are many times you can become mentally and physically exhausted in life. Just imagine with with me for, for a moment. Imagine you came to people to give them what they really need and help them. And, but instead of gratitude, they try to kill you. Imagine the right, that, that right after this, you have to pour your heart teaching, casting out devils, getting, uh, um, uh, getting for lunch with others while praying for a member of their family, and then spend the whole evening praying for the sick. That would be a good day, right? 
But trust me that even at the end of the day of full of ministry like this, you may feel spammed. And you are encouraged in your spirit, but your body can only take so much. And you see, but that was exactly the day that preceded what was happening in that story that I just told you about Jesus. That was the day that Jesus had. You know, maybe you've seen those bracelets that people wear on their, uh, on their wrists. It has uh, these four letters, WWJD, that stands, what would Jesus do? But to answer this question, I think we need to know, we need to learn what Jesus actually already did. Because a better question would, would be, what did, Je what did Jesus do? Because how, if we don't know what Jesus already did, how we would know what he would do in your life today? But some of the things that Jesus did, we can look at it and use it as an example. If he did it then, then maybe he can do it, he can teach us how to do it in our life, how to implement it in our life. So as you go after your purpose, you pursue your dream, it may be helpful to reflect on those essential questions that we need to answer in our life. And the first question would be, how do you recharge yourself? How do you recharge yourself in your life? How do you recharge yourself? Some of us don't even think about recharging because we simply do not have time for it. It is like we, we are redlining to see how far we can go without, uh, uh, without recharging, how far we can drive on empty. But if you are careless, your car will eventually stop. We often think of Jesus as being somebody who never needed to recharge, never needed a moment for himself. But this is not the Jesus that the Gospels show us. Very frequently we read uh, about him going into a deserted place, to a solitary place, to escape the crowd, going to the mountain to get away from everybody, going to a solitary place to spend time in prayer. This is, wasn't because he didn't love people. He loved people, he cared for people, he wanted to serve people. But you see, Jesus realized something that's so important for us to realize. He realized that people were not their number one priority, but rather fellowship with his father was the number one priority for him. The reason Jesus departed from the crowds and went to a solitary place was because of his relationship with his father. He wanted to find that place where he could be refilled, recharged with that, with, with strength and with the presence of his heavenly father. Jesus knew that he could not just give out, give out, and never be recharged. But often that's exactly what we do in our life. Um, just, and, and Jesus took time to recharge, took time to ask God, his Father, for, for uh, counsel and uh, spend time with his Father. I just reminded about another story how he, and you, you may read about it in Luke chapter 6, you know, uh, it was... Um, uh, uh, right, right before Jesus selected his 12 disciples, uh, 12 apostles rather. And right before he did that, he spent the whole night praying alone. 
You see, that's helpful for us not to be stressed out about some serious decisions that are coming up in our life. And many of you may be facing those decisions in your life either uh, next day or next week or next month. And a lot of us worried about this. But you know what would be good for us? Is to go to a place where we can get along with God, where we can, we can go to that place where we can be recharged and refilled, uh, re refilled again. So um, with, with his growing popularity, Jesus had to separate himself from the crowd out and get away. Solitary place represents that place where you don't just get away from people necessarily, but it's a place where you get together with God. Get together with God. Get together, get into that place where you can be recharged. You see, you will never make it where you need to go if you keep running full speed without recharging. It is a marathon, not a sprint. So it's very important, it is essential for us. If we want to fulfill our destiny, fulfill our dream, pursue our purpose, we need to find time to recharge. It's, it's essential, it is essential if we ever want to reach our purpose. Another thing that we need to think about is, another question we need to reflect on is simply goes like this. Um, what do you allow to distract you? What do you allow to distract you? Because listen, you, you, can be, you can be pursuing your purpose and one little thing can distract you and take you off course. You know, in that story that I told you about Jesus, disciples came to him and said, you know, people are looking for you. People are looking. There's always somebody, uh, uh, there is always your life trying to put different demands on you to stay in a certain place or to please uh, certain people. And as a result, we often end up being controlled by what other people want, what circumstances dictate, or what pressures we experience. We all can point to many things in our life that are looking for us every day. Things that vine for our attention. Some things easy to spot and label as negative. For example, drama, silly conflicts, temptations. But other things are good and look pretty legitimate. People sought Jesus for his power and miracles because they were in need and no one could help. And see, and your desire to please everyone may control your response, but at the same time will hinder you from advancing forward with God. Everybody was looking for Jesus. When Luke records that story, he throws in another detail into it. And he said, the crowds tried to keep Jesus from leaving. Of course they did. I would do it too. You know, because why? They just saw people healed and he, 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 did, he did miracles. You know, of course we want to hold that guy with us. I wanna, uh, we want to keep them as long as, as long as we can. You see, but Jesus knew why he came. Jesus knew, knew his purpose. And he, he recognized the distractions. And distractions may look very positive and very legitimate. You see, but yet even when your mission is clear and your heart is right, there can be many legitimate things that will try to keep you from advancing forward. And that's where many people fail. We don't fail often to, to, to discern between good and bad between obviously wrong and obviously right choices. But where we fail is in discerning 
between what is just allowed, what we can do, and what is really helpful, what we should do. Some things we can do, but it doesn't necessarily mean we should do them. We fail to discern between what is good and what is best for us. What is man's will and what is God's will? We often fail to say no to good thing in order to choose God thing. Let me read you a story. I read a story the other day. I don't know who, who wrote that story and, and uh, if this story is true, but the point, you, 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 will get a, you, you will catch the meaning of that and why I'm reading that story. It's a story about a lighthouse, a story about the keeper of the lighthouse. So the story goes like this. A lighthouse along a bleak coast was tended by a keeper who was given enough oil for one month and told to keep the light burning every night. One day a woman asked for oil so that her children could stay warm. Then a farmer came. His son needed oil for a lamp so he could read. Still another needed some oil for an engine. The keeper saw each as a worthy request and measured out just enough oil to satisfy all. Near the end of the month, the tank in the lighthouse ran dry. That night, the beacon was dark and three ships crashed on the rocks. More than 100 lives were lost. When a government official investigated, the man explained what he had done and why, and he was told, you were given one task alone, insisted the official. It was to keep the light burning. Everything else was secondary. Everything else was secondary. I really believe the story. This story is true. Uh, when we fail at our God-given purpose, what happens? We fail at everything. God sent Jesus to preach, and also there were many other good things that Christ could have done. Jesus said, I must go to other cities and preach the gospel to them also for this purpose. I was sent. He, has a, he had a clear understanding of his purpose, and he had a discernment to see the distractions. I read a quote the other day. I don't know who said it, but it's fascinating. fascinating. It's always stuck with me. The quote goes like this. If you are hunting elephants, stop chasing rabbits. If you are hunting elephants, stop chasing rabbits. But a lot of times in our life, we know what we are called to do. We know what, what we need to do. But yet we can be distracted with so many small things. We're chasing those rabbits. But bragging about it and talking about it, we are called to hunt elephants. Make sure, let's make sure we learn how to discern between what our priorities should be and what distractions we should eliminate. Those things are essential if we ever want to reach that dream, if we want to ever fulfill our destiny. Those things are essential. So think, think about it. Um, do you find that time to recharge yourself? Do you recognize what the distractions in your life, what do you allow to distract you? But I also would like to ask you this, and that's, that's also essential for reaching your goal and reaching your dream and fulfilling your destiny. Think about this question. What really drives you in your life? What really drives you? You see, Jesus said no. Jesus said, no, I'm not going to stay here because I must. 
I must go to other cities. I must. You see, I meet a lot of people who say, I would, I could, but the real call on people's life is rare. When people really have that realization of real call, because that real call makes you say, I must. You become purpose-driven. Jesus had to move forward. Why? Because there was a must in his life. So what really drives you in your life? Think about this. What really drives you in your life? Jesus was, was driven by, by what? He had the gospel. He had the message to give to the world. He had the message uh, to give to the world. Jesus also was driven by a place where he, he needed to go. He couldn't stay in one place. He had to go. We all have the right place where God wants us. We all have a place where we were, that we were designed for. We were made for. We were given a message. Your life is given out a message. And you have a message that somebody needs to hear. And there is a place for you. But most of all, Jesus was driven by why? Why? I have been sent. He had this clear sense of calling in his life. And it showed that this call was originated with his father. It's not your call. It's not your dream. It's not your dream. It's not your purpose. It's God's dream for you. It's God's purpose for you. So when he calls you, let it become your priority. Because if you don't know why you're doing things you do, you will either get, get burned out quickly or you will just go through the motions without making any difference. So that word sent speaks about the window of opportunity, the task, the purpose. Jesus said, I must go because I have been sent. When Jesus was just 12 years old, he was found. Sometimes his parents lost him and he, he was found in a temple talking to the scribes and teachers of the law. And when his parents asked him, why, why did you do that? Why, why did you get lost like this? And he said, I must be about my father's business. From this, from his childhood, he already had that sense of I must. Sometimes our life is so mundane, we, we lose the sense of calling in our life, the sense of purpose, the, 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 the sense of must. We don't have that must in our life. So each day, each and every one of us, has talents, gifts, abilities, and God-given potential. But we waste them often and fail in life because we lack purpose and priorities. We lack priorities. We lack to keep those essentials in place, that those, uh, um, those recharging moments, places where we recharge. We fail to eliminate distractions and 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 get that sense of calling into our lives and get the sense of I, I must do something because I can't do anything different because there is a must in my life. So Jesus knew both his purpose and his priorities and he completely fulfilled God's plan for his life. So my prayer for each of you is that you will discover what your purpose is. And you will make necessary adjustments in your priorities to fulfill it. You will keep those essentials as you go after your purpose. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope you'll join me next time. And always remember, your life is not an accident. 
you have a destiny. Thank you so much for joining us today. Discover your destiny as an extension ministry of Destiny Church. Our church is located at 240 Greenville Highway in Brevard, North Carolina, 28712, across the street from Transylvania County's Boys and Girls Club. If you don't have a home church, we would love for you to come and worship with us. Our services are Sundays at 915 and 1115 a.m. Please visit our website, destinycarolina.com, where you can find many great resources and where you can also listen to Pastor Dima's messages. If you'd like to stay in touch with us, please do so by emailing us at connect at destinycarolina.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We hope you'll join us next time. May God bless you and always remember your life is not an accident. You have a destiny.